Welcome to Sportin' Live. Introducing your host, Ed Draper. Hello, here I am. Big thank you to my brother, JJ Draper, singer-songwriter. I am JJ Draper on social media for that funky intro. It's not actually American. We do have American family, but he's a power-packed mid-Atlantic voice over there. Love that. Um, thank you for being here. Let me know if you do like the new jingle for the podcast. You can always get in touch with me, Ed Draper 81 on Twitter, Ed or Edward Draper TV now it is on uh, Instagram, which I may change because a few people have said it sounds a bit pretentious. I was just trying to tell people what I do, but it's good to be here with you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to the uh, podcast sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. I hope AFC Cheltenham got a good result this weekend. Not sure they did. Jason Briggs, the lead man at Bang Olufsen Cheltenham, is an integral member of their team, or so he says. He's the Andrea Pirlo of the midfield now in his uh, senior years, although his son Dylan is uh, ripping it up up front for them, which is which is good for the team. His uh, teenage son, I think Dylan's 17. I uh, hope they're getting along well. And uh, do check out Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham's website. And through the company as well, through Jason and his team, they can source equipment other than Bang Olufsen fine stock through that Serene AV company can uh, offer you a bespoke vision of whatever fits what you're looking for and indeed your budget, your home. They can come and do a bespoke service. So worth getting in touch with them if you're looking for home entertainment systems, that kind of thing. Always good to get in touch with uh, Jason and his team at Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham. Thank you also to Cytoplan, continued association with the podcast, food-based supplement company. And we talk about supplements in this podcast with the fantastic Tony Wrighton. I know he takes uh, quite a few and we take as a foundation the immune complete range from Cytoplan. I've taken their supplements, man and boy, for 20 plus years under the stewardship of my father, Dr. Mark Draper, who works as a consultant there, still pays for his own supplements. I hasten to add out the discount rate that we can offer with you as share with you thanks to Cytoplan extending that um but it's something that we've always done haven't had a control group as a family but feel like just to top us up on those key trace elements selenium and zinc vitamin d through the winter and uh, possibly vitamin c as well and all the other vitamins in that immune complete range i take immune complete too as an adult male but Cytoplan great to have their um support on the podcast and you can use the discount at cytoplan.co.uk c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk also have things like folic acid any support for pregnant women whatever it may be for your particular circumstances time of life and uh, your health status at the moment if you go to cytoplan.co.uk the discount code at checkout is draper10r so it's my last name d-r-a-p-e-r all capital letters the numerals one zero and the capital letter R. I'm going to have to get out there soon, actually, and get some sunshine today. Beautiful sort of early autumn sunshine bathed, uh, bathing me in the uh, spare room here. Well, I might have to pull the blind down in a minute. <laughs> it's getting a bit warm. Uh, but yeah, Draper10R is the podcast uh, discount associated with the podcast at Cytoplan. That is 30%, I think, initially 10% ongoing discount. Also, give you a heads up a project I'm working on with my wife. You can check it out at Draper Media slash Attic Box Audio, born out of lockdown, talking about how we'd love to have 
the wisdom, the presence, when we had that little bit more time and space just to consider things of our our loved ones who who were lost. My granddad passed away, granddad Ron. In fact, all my grandparents are gone now, but particularly granddad Ron, because he went when I was 14 and had a real special relationship with him. I remember sitting on his lap at his house in Acton, West London, and, and looking at planes and him telling me tales of growing up in the Northeast and moving to London as a 14-year-old, becoming a painter and decorator at the Houses of Parliament and Buckingham Palace, and did really well for himself in the end from very humble beginnings, but just a real character and would love to have hear, heard his voice. And that's what Attic, Attic Box is going to give us or give people. We hope to bring it. We've done seven or eight pilots with our families. We've got our family members on record. It's where I sit down with someone and talk, very relaxed fashion, just a chat, conversation about their life. Typically, I think this would be people in their sort of final quarter of life, I suppose, 60 plus, but it's um, forever whoever really wants a service. It's basically we come to your house or you can come to us. And I chat to people. We get a good quality audio recording, get a book, a transcript of it with pictures illustrating, mapping the conversation as it flows from the family archive. And it's just there for, for posterity, for future generations to hear those loved ones in their own words describe their story and their memories and what was important to them, the key people in it. So that's Attic Box Audio. It's a sort of fledgling idea, but you can check out more about it at drapermedia.co.uk, our website, which houses the podcast information as well. So who had that and check it out. Now on to, uh, let me know what you think of the idea as well. Let, let's get on to the podcast with a colleague of mine, longstanding colleague, just left Sky Sports this past summer, Tony Wrighton, fantastic podcaster, has a podcast called Zestology. He's published numerous books, some about neuro-linguistic programming, but his latest one, combination of NLP and energy, which as he explains here, is something he was completely devoid of when he had a mysterious virus, not COVID, but many years ago after a, a jungle bite, a bite from an insect or something in the, and it's very kind of shrouded in mystery, but certainly it robbed him of all his energy to a certain extent. And he's been rebuilding that through nutrition, supplements, and just trying to look at the important things of life and maximizing it. Because I guess we have two commodities in life, big ones, don't we? I always think time and energy. And they're often interconnected as well because you can't really utilize your time, make the most of it if you're drained of energy. And if you uh, have loads of energy, but no time, that's not always great either. Anyway, here he is, the wonderful Tony Wrighton. Tony Wrighton, welcome to Sport and Life Podcast. Welcome back. How are you? You had a big slurp or something. I presume that's a, a health drink, is it? Or is it regular coffee? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Teddy. Good to be on your show. Um, yeah, it's just a coffee. Just a, yeah. just a, a semi-healthy coffee. Not your bu- bulletproof coffee? You still doing that? Yeah, I went through a real phase of the bulletproof coffees and I don't do it anymore now. I just have a black coffee. And yeah. um, the thing about bulletproof coffee is it is sort of, it's there's no carbs in it. But for anyone listening, there's a lot of fat in it and there's a lot of calories in it. So um, very occasionally I'll have one, but not often now. It's butter, wasn't it? Butter was in the bulletproof, is that right? Butter and MCT oil. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, Nice, nice. And we we were just talking before we started recording because we wanted to talk about energy, given your your expertise and and your passion on on your Zestology podcast. We both had sort of slight stomach issues this week. And it's interesting, isn't it? Gut health is not always the first point of starting, but it amazes you. When you do feel unwell in the stomach, oh, yeah. how it just drains you. Do you know what? Yeah, because, um, and obviously at the moment, the moment you get ill, you start to think, I've got COVID. It must be COVID. <laughs> I haven't been ill in ages. Yeah. And you can probably hear in my voice, I've had a bit of a, sort of, I think it's just the fact that when you've got a toddler, you just pick up things, don't you? Mm. Um, but um, but yeah, with the gut, I mean, for years, you know, that's like the moment your gut doesn't feel quite right, everything doesn't feel quite right. And what's interesting to me is how it affects me mentally. 
as well. I just, I just feel a bit down actually. So, yeah. you know, I mean, people talk about that, um, that sort of axis between the gut and the brain, and there's more and more research showing how important it is, the link between the gut and the brain. Even when you look at sort of really serious illnesses that come, especially sort of dementia related illnesses, there's a lot of research now suggesting that the, the link between a healthy gut and a healthy brain is very important. Mm. And a healthy gut makes you make healthy choices as well. Is that what your connection with the brain is? It, it actually influences your your thinking and decision making. Yeah, I mean it's quite funny because we were going to meet in person, weren't we? Um, mm. And in the end, I was like, mate, I, at the moment you don't really want to be meeting up with me when when I feel a little bit under the weather. And I went out. We went out last week. Had a sort of a massive greasy pizza. And obviously, you're going to feel a bit rubbish the next day. It's just what happens. The yeah. thing is, I'm not going to give up eating greasy pizzas. That's the problem. No. No, you have to indulge yourself sometimes, don't you? Um, just tell us yeah. your quest to discover the, the sort of secrets to maintaining energy and, and creating energy. Give us the backstory of that for people who don't know, because you were, you were yeah. really poorly, weren't you? Was it six, seven years ago now? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously I came on your podcast previously, but I can't remember how much I went into it. No. But, um, I was I was at Sky at the time. I've obviously left now, but um, I had to take quite a few, quite a bit of time off because I went to the jungle and I got this tropical virus. And as it turns out, the symptoms of this tropical virus and the sort of post viral symptoms are quite similar to COVID and long COVID. Mm. Um, and I ended up sort of getting over the virus quite quickly, coming back to work and then getting all these dreadful symptoms including fatigue and having three months pretty much in bed and at the sort of deepest darkest moment I thought well I've got a bit of time alongside my work at Sky if I get a chance and if I get back to something approaching full half uh, full, full health I'll, I'll do a podcast and I'll sort of go on a bit of a search for the things that can give me more energy. And how, how do you feel now because I had glandular fever when I was 18 and that affected me I think for three or four years whenever I was potentially run down wow. university or overdoing it you know partying or, or whatever yeah. I'll get a relapse of almost like a flu-like symptoms so I think is that something that you found or do you feel 100% now tip top it's interesting you say that actually because I got tested for glandular fever and one of our old colleagues who's left now at Sky told me he had glandular fever about 18 and it changed his life mm. and um I, mean, I won't say his name on the podcast because I don't want to sort of he might not want to reveal it but um he told me because he was a very laid-back chap and he told me that it completely changed his outlook on life, having glandular fever. He just sort of realised that things weren't so important. And I think it was, I think it was similar to that. But also for me, there was quite a battle with what was going on in my head as well, because, you know, you sort of, you have to admit that actually, if, you, if you're worrying about your health all the time, you can't let yourself relax to get better. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of part of the battle for me, just sort of doing less and relaxing. And, and I know you're on board with so much of that as well. Well, yeah, because mental energy, that's an interesting one, isn't it? The more we think about things and actually if we, the more we worry about not having energy, it can drain our energy. It's got an interesting, the, the mindset component, isn't it? And, yeah. and being peaceful is, and we've talked about meditation, but it's almost trying to meditate throughout the day, isn't it? And be in the, in the moment, because it seems when you're out of the moment, that can be very draining. Yeah, and I went to see this guy, you know, he, he specialises in fatigue and NLP and this sort of weird and wonderful thing called tapping, which I've spoken about on my podcast before. Um, and it's, it's essentially emotional freedom therapy. And they tap on various areas of your face and body. It, I mean, it is weird. And I wasn't really into that bit at all, but I thought, well, I've got fatigue, so I need to go and see him. Mm. And he said, you know, one of the really hard things that people have to confront when they come and see me for the first time is the fact that 
in some way there is a link between what's going on in their mind and their symptoms and he said that's not to say that you haven't got a load of physical symptoms I know you have mm. and it was such a sort of relief once he started telling me that and I started to understand that and um so that was that was quite a big thing for me actually like within about 10 minutes I sort of thought do you know what for the first time I feel like I might be able to get better again well, that's a great, and, and that then sort of snowballs and gains momentum, doesn't it? With with energy, what have been the foundations for you? And I want to talk a little bit about NLP as well, because you've written books on that, yeah. and how that interplays with with energy, neurolinguistic programming. But do you start with sleep? Were you aware of that early on? Because it almost feels like there's been an avalanche of research into sleep, bizarrely, in the last four or five years. I think that there's a counterculture movement because we, we've often been very disrespectful to sleep in the, in the Western culture, haven't we? Is is that where you started, or is that yeah later? I can't remember if I told you, you know, I went to, I, I met uh, Matthew Walker, the sleep research. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went, I, I interviewed him for my podcast and um, ironically, he'd had very little sleep the night that I met him because he'd booked an Airbnb opposite Tiger Tiger in central London. Um, and they all the patrons are coming out at four o'clock in the morning and waking him up. But um, yeah, I mean, it's quite with, with energy. It's, you know, because there's a lot of weird and wonderful supplements you can take and things you can do and ice baths and all the rest of it. Actually, it's quite the boring stuff sometimes yeah. that works, isn't it? And definitely with sleep, you know, there's no doubt to me that I could either take 16 supplements today or I could get an hour's extra sleep tonight. And the extra sleep would make more of a difference to yeah. my energy levels. So that is something. And I think that whole concept of sleep hygiene is something that is increasingly important because most people, let's face it, take their mobile phones into the bedroom with yeah. them. And the last thing they look at at night and the first thing in the morning is their mobile phone. And that is sort of probably not that good an idea for most people for lots of reasons for what it's doing to your brain, for what it's do, for what the bright light is doing to your eyes and your melatonin production. And then in the morning, there's something wonderfully relaxing about waking up in the morning and not having a phone in the room yeah. and just letting the thoughts appear in your mind. You mm. start to think about the important stuff and the deep stuff as opposed to, I don't know, you know, checking the, the football scores, which you can do later on ever, anyway. But mm. is it really something you need to do in the first three minutes of, of your day? Yeah, because that, that can set you back a little bit, can't it? That if you if you do that, if you have a look at your phone early on, and there's a sort of message that's stressful. Oh God, all the time, and it's like it's such a battle with me to leave my phone downstairs. Mm. But I always have a better sort of last hour before bed if I do, and I always have a better first hour in the morning. And this morning I woke up, and no one else in the house was awake, which was lovely. And I read my book for half an hour in the morning because there was nothing else to do. I didn't have my phone in the room. It's yeah. just such a peaceful way to start the day. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think that is. A, and the smartphone is a, an energy challenge we've had, isn't it? And I think if you've yeah. got that kind of addictive brain or an active brain, you, you're very conscious of, of getting stuck in those loops of communication, be it on a Instagram or or yeah. app. Or there's so many platforms that you can engage with. That I think that that's a big draining factor potentially, isn't it? You've got pretty good etiquette, I think, because even when I send you a message, there's not always that. Yeah. rest of immediacy because sometimes you can be in these yeah. immediate conversations with about 50 oh. people and by the end of the day you think i haven't done anything but i'm exhausted <laughs> you know when when you message someone and they message you straight back yeah it's just sort of it, it sort of makes me feel a bit panicky yeah <laughs> yeah like you're in it now this is it yeah do you that. store up your whatsapps until you're in front of a computer and you can sort of batch reply quicker and get through them quicker i don't on a computer but i mute them and then i try and go through them on the phone but you're probably right because yeah. i think energy wise 
a phone is definitely more draining. I don't know whether it's the size of the screen or the way that you look at it or the fact that on a phone there's multiple messaging platforms that you can actually. I think I think it's just for me that I uh, it takes longer to reply. I yeah. can type quicker than I can tap. Mm. Well, you do the voice messages as well, can't you? But then that can be uh, quite lengthy if everyone's doing that sometimes. It's hard. Oh, yeah, because you, then you need to, oh, I've got to find three minutes to listen to this message from Teddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's but, um, as well, yeah. But then there's the other thing as well. I mean, you know, you and I have done late shifts for many years mm. and, and shift work. And I know at the moment you're doing early shifts and late shifts on Sky. Yeah. And that's hard as well, isn't it? Because, you know, you get back and you knack it anyway. And it's hard to get eight hours sleep. And then you think, oh, I'll probably take the, the phone to the room with me. But mm. you just, I think it's time just disappears when you're looking at your phone. And that includes the sort of precious minutes before bed when you could be winding your brain down. And sometimes I even pick up the phone in the middle of the night. That's why yeah. I really, yeah, yeah. I've just got that sort of brain that is sort of alive so much that it needs the downtime. Yeah. And, so, and the only way to get around it is to leave it out of the room. Then I don't have the option. Mm. It's the same with, with food. If there is food in this house, I will eat it. And it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> Similar thing, isn't it? It's like a dopamine hit, though. That's the thing with the phone and the food is yeah. sort of like your brain has that, that compulsion to, to get to it, which isn't necessarily good for it. Yeah. So do you bring the phone into the room with you? I don't. I only I only do it on early shifts because if I have to get yeah. up at three o'clock or four o'clock, oh, yeah, morning, yeah. Like that anxiety of am I going to wake up? It. So I have my yeah. alarm, which my alarm 95 percent of the time. I'm very happy with it. I've never had a problem yeah. on the side of my bed. It's not got a, a, a sort of bright light or anything like that. But when it's early shift, you know, you get that sort of that real fear of, of not waking up for, for some reason, don't you? It's, and then, yeah, and then, yeah. that, then that affects your sleep anyway, because you're, you've got that anxiety. So it's, it is difficult shift work. And I think coming down off a, a late shift, because when you're, I'm not trying to sort of um, aggrandize what we do, but there is a performative element. You get adrenaline when you're on air, don't you? So to try and come down yeah. from broadcasting before you go to sleep can be, can take a, a good while as well. How have you found sort of just having that, I guess, more equilibrium in the day? Yeah, well, uh, so obviously I left Sky fairly recently. At the moment, I'm doing more writing and mm. podcasting and less late shifts and weekend. I mean, I've been doing weekend lates for 15 years at Sky. Yeah. And I must say that actually I am loving a more consistent bedtime. Mm. The one thing I thought about doing shift work is, you know, I mean, the World, World Health Organization does list shift work as a carcinogen. Yeah. And so, so I've always thought, well, that's a compromise I'm willing to make because I love working in broadcasting and it's, it is a compromise that I would make again. But in the meantime, the fact that I do have a bit more control over when I wake up and when I go to sleep, I'm loving because shift work is hard. And obviously, you know, if you, if you're staying up late, you want there to sort of be some reward. I'm not sure if I ever told you, but my first, one of my first jobs in radio, um, I was on an early shift. Yeah. I was supposed to be on air at five 30 in Ooh. central London. And I missed all the alarms I set. I slept through, I slept through two alarms. And at that point, this was the sort of late 90s. They yeah. even sent a taxi to pick you up. And I also slept through the taxi driver ringing the doorbell. Whoa. Wow. I woke up at 7.15. But the thing <laughs> is, it was all my fault because I'd been to, I'd be, <laughs> I'd basically been to a party the night before oh, I'd yeah. had a few yeah. drinks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it and it had been, and you know, when you're in your 20s, you think you can do anything. Yeah. Um, and I'd had a few drinks and then a few more and then gone to bed and slept through everything. I woke up at 7.15 in the morning and I had all these missed calls from people like my mum who tuned <laughs> into the radio station and I wasn't uh -huh. there and they'd all, and they'd been saying, 
well, we don't know where Tony is, but uh, hopefully we'll hear from him soon. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. That's the worst feeling. It's funny that when you're early, early days in broadcasting. I remember uh, we used to go yeah. on the socials when I was at a radio station in London. And I remember one chap, sort of slightly worse for wear, but he was supposed to be doing the early sport. And they, he actually slept at the station after the social. And I think <laughs> they managed to get him ah. at seven, but he was, uh, he was sort of just sort of comatose for the first hour, even even though he was actually on site in the uh, in the studio. But it's it's interesting. That well, I remember, sorry, I, I remember doing a sky shift and I'd have one hour sleep and I went on air. I was, it was Vicky, with Vicky. It was probably yeah. 2007 or 2008. Yeah. And it was the day that Satanta Sports launched. Um, <laughs> and, and, the, and the funny thing is that The Guardian actually wrote a review sort of comparing Sky very favourably to Satanta. Little did they know I'd had one hour sleep and then yeah. got in with Vicky. Well, Turned that- out five hours. That's the problem, though, isn't it? Because you can get that adrenaline surge. And I think that sometimes with broadcasting or I guess people in yeah. sport would find this performers. I don't know how you see that that drain of adrenaline where you can have a high almost, can't you? And then there's a there's a come down. Sometimes it's difficult for our, our family around energy, I think, because we're often our most energetic at work. And then you have that slow kind of ebbing of energy once you come off there. Yeah. Yeah. Because physically you can sort of get yourself through it. And that's why people often get ill when they go on holiday because it, finally their body sort of slides into parasympathetic nervous mode and therefore you can start to heal and relax. And that is where sort of, yeah, you get ill because you actually, for the first time in ages, sort of coming down from that adrenaline high. And I agree, yeah, with, with broadcasting, there is that. You've got to be at a certain level mm. at five to midnight, otherwise yeah. you're not going to make any sense. Mm. And then half an hour later, you're trying to go to sleep in bed. It's just not going to work, is it? No, it's not. You do have to have a level of acceptance with that. And I think that's with health and energy generally. You've got a little boy as well. I think that's something you have to almost accept sometimes, isn't it? Because there's a tension that you, you like you say about the carcinogens of, of shift work with a baby when people say to you, you need to get, you know, this much sleep. You could be thinking, well, baby's waking up every two hours. I can't get that. I sometimes there has oh. to be a level of acceptance that you're not doing the most healthy or most energetic thing. Yeah, the one thing that sort of keeps me going through those sleepless nights is the fact that, and at the moment, obviously having a bit of a bug, which I've clearly caught from him as well, is, mm. um, you know, it's going to be good for my immune system. Once I get over it, it's going to strengthen it. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. Good way of looking at it. What yeah. about, well, it's, it's bright siding, isn't it? Yes. What about movement and exercise? Where's the balance there for you to, to feel high energy, to not be drained? How much movement and exercise do you need? Uh, I try and do as much as I can. And one of the things that we found, so obviously, you know, these are the these are the boring things, really, but they are the things that help the most sleep, uh, movement and exercise and sort of meditation of sorts. Mm. And we found that it's a bit geeky, but we set up two WhatsApp groups, just me and my other half. And every day we'll we'll message each other with the details of what exercise we've done and what meditation we've done. And then we count it up at the end of the month. Yeah. And it just sort of keeps you honest. If you haven't done it for a week, you haven't written in the WhatsApp group for a week. It's a separate WhatsApp group just for us too. Um, and you're able to see how much exercise you've done over the last week and how you're getting on. And it's sort of there's a slight competition element to it as well. And that sort of works quite well. Yeah. Um, so you're, not, you're not doing ultra marathons, though, one upping each other, because there is a level, isn't there, where especially as you get get older and you have commitments with, with kids and stuff, you can't do that sort of that machismo of the, the wild amounts of exercise it has to be a sort no. of yeah no a lot of my exercise is quite gentle I have to say you know I try and do a lot of exercise but a lot of walking and then a lot of sort of qigong or stretching or sort mm. of light strength work I've got, got an exercise bike here as well um and um that sort of thing seems to work better for me 
Yeah. Because again, like if you're doing re- really uh, heavy exercise, that is stressing the body as well. And yeah. sometimes I just feel that's not what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, same time. I mean, when you've not got much time, you haven't got much time to do a sort of an indulgent two hour yoga class or something like that. What about you? Are you doing a lot of, um, a lot of workouts? I've never done, I've studied quite a lot of fitness, studied sports science, but I've never done ridiculously intense stuff. Obviously I've played at football to a decent level and like the, um, the intensity of that, but I tend to just do a what, what was the decent level? I, I don't, I didn't know. Well, I, played for, I played for just uh, university at Loughborough. I played up to the seconds and I played a little bit. Of Did you? That's good. Time. Yeah, I played oh, up. Oh, wow. That's great. Just only getting paid 10 quid, 20 quid or whatever. It wasn't a big, big Amazing. There's a level of um, fitness that you require for that. So I quite like playing football or intense stuff, but I generally just do basic cardio because, you know, I don't often, I can't commit to a, a regular football thing. So I do two or three jogs a week and or uh, maybe a swim if I can get a swim I think that's really good for the joints and yeah very I feel fantastic particularly if I can swim outdoors and then I do maybe a couple of, of weight sessions maybe kettlebells you know I've got a kettlebell here just yeah. just for strength and resistance training so I don't do anything too extreme I only probably work out for half an hour at a time and at the moment I haven't got a gym membership just because of again the time component whenever I went to a gym used to have a sauna and an outdoor pool which is great but I always go and I do end up doing cardio you know I'd end up doing weights swimming pool yeah so I ended up being two hours and it just became too much of a, a commitment but I think you know I'm a big believer in yes in the world of fitness they want you to have overload to adapt and to set goals and to, to progress but I think there's also a sense of just movement for life itself and for feeling good for feeling energetic and yeah interesting is I had a Caroline Williams a woman um, journalist for the New Scientist who's written a book called Move which outlines just the the actual best things in life the health benefits aren't intense exercise they are just not being sedentary not sitting down for too long so a lot of the uh, people around the world who have the the healthiest lives the, the live the longest and have the less chronic illness are people that just um, move around a lot during the day so it's quite interesting yeah it's a big thing someone i think you would like Rhonda patrick's work i don't know if you've heard of her i've heard on joe rogan podcast is that right? yeah that's yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah and she talks a lot about energy and focus and whenever she's going to do a big presentation or she's going to, um, she needs to like really focus on writing a paper or something like that. She's an academic as well. She will do it fasted, so she won't have eaten. And she will do a sort of short but fairly intense bit of exercise beforehand. As yeah. there's so much research about how that sort of clears, and this is getting quite scientific, but I think it's beta amyloids out of the brain or something like that. Mm. Um, but it essentially, it literally makes your brain work better doing exercise and that's certainly I find you know fasting and exercise it not only makes my brain work better but it, it elevates my mood as well yeah what is your fasting and, and nutrition protocol what what's the diet plan and and how long you go without food um intermittent fasting so I haven't we're recording this at so sort of about 11 30 in the morning I haven't eaten today hmm. um I've had a couple of coffees and I'll have lunch and dinner and then that's every day just hmm. and I, I never really knew what to eat for breakfast I never really, what, what is a healthy breakfast? I know I know cornflakes isn't that good for me, but what is good? You're and like then I just ditched it. No? no, nothing. I mean, you know, if I'm, if I'm going out, I'll have breakfast, but um, we're going on, we're, we're actually going on honeymoon in a couple of weeks' time, oh, and I'll oh, be oh. having breakfast then, I'll tell you that, every day. Absolutely. How long do you go there? 18 hours, is it, roughly, without, or do you eat dinner quite late? How do you? I'd say it's probably 17 to 18 hours, yeah. And that makes yeah, you probably 18 hours. Makes you more... F- energetic and, and not hangry you don't get hangry in the morning at all as in in the morning it, it makes me feel way more energetic and then the moment i've eaten lunch i do notice 
my energy levels are down a little bit, mm. especially if it's a sort of carby lunch, you know. Um, for me, it just works well. And there's a lot of research around intermittent fasting being good for energy. And there's a lot of research to suggest that, you know, because our ancestors didn't grow up with a fridge in the kitchen full of food, they didn't eat three meals a day. They ate when they had food. And when they didn't, they would go quite long periods without it. Yeah. And we've tried longer fasts as well. We did one recently, which was the Prolon, which All is right. the um, fasting mimicking diet. Okay. And that is five days of very little. You should look up Prolon, mate. It's quite Ooh. fun, actually. Oof. Five days of uh, eating very little. Yeah. So you have... Um, they send you basically a big box and you've got all your meals in there for five days. And it's basically a load of posh cup of soups and a couple of nut bars each day. Oh, um, and you have 800 calories the first day. And then it's like about 600 day two, three, four and five. Mm. But what, what was interesting was, you know, I measure my sort of heart rate stats with this Ura ring. And after, since that, my heart rate stats have consistently been way higher, which I find fascinating. Yeah. So um, so it's definitely done me some good. And I felt really I had a real sort of mood boost during it as well. And I have to say, you know, we take for granted the food that we have. Mm. And these when you've sort of when it's one o'clock in the afternoon and all you've got to look forward to is a tomato cup of soup until <laughs> the next day, you really savor that tomato cup of soup. So it's quite nice. What about micronutrition, yeah. making sure you get the right vitamins and, and minerals? Is it, what, do you supplement and what do you supplement? Yeah, I do. I do supplement quite a bit. Yeah, I take um, all sorts of different supplements. And I'm, I'm getting quite into CBD now as well. Are you? Very, yeah. very relaxed. Yeah. What about what is yeah, the... I like about, it, yeah. What about vitamin D as we head into winter? Have you always supplemented that? Do you take that? Because that's connected to energy as well, isn't it? I do. And, I, and I've been making, I mean, at the moment, it's quite a nice weather, isn't it? I've been making mm. a real effort to get outside um, and um, sunbathe as much as possible at the moment to store up a bit of vitamin D for winter. But yeah, definitely supplement with vitamin D as well. And that's supposed to be very good for the gut lining as well. You know, we're talking about gut health and that's, that is, in terms of energy, so important. Um, do you supplement with vitamin D I do, as well? yeah. I take, a, I take a, a, a supplement called Immune Complete from a company called Cytoplan, which actually we have association with on the, on the podcast and in the introduction, give a discount code. Just my father has worked as a consultant there for, for a long time. We still pay for our supplements, but he, yeah, he's a firm believer of studying soil samples that you need to supplement. And vitamin D obviously is connected to the weather in the UK, in fact, we wear clothes. But for him, he's, he believes selenium and zinc are, are really important and, and quite deplete in UK soils. So he thinks that yeah. supplement with selenium and zinc. So it's an interesting right. thing. You have other, I how, how much zinc would you supplement with a day then? I don't know the exact amount, but it's in the it's in this immune complete. I take two tablets yeah. of that and it's uh, it's there. And it's probably I think it is your, your RDA. But obviously in within that, it has vitamin C as well in that supplement. And, and yeah. vitamin B, um, yeah. it's part of it. But Great. I think, um, yeah, people have very kind of conflicting thoughts. And there's lots of reasons why I think supplementation maybe makes sense. I think the nutritional quality of a lot of the food, even if you are trying to be nutritionally conscious i'm not sure if you look at the soil whether that is the case and also some people if you're not intensely exercising and you're trying to not put on weight your calorific intake may not be that high so actually compared to those those hunter-gatherer ancestors you talked about we may be consuming less because we're not as mobile and not as uh, as energy drained so i think yeah, the reason yeah. we might need the micronutrition to just be topped up but it's a, it's a big it's an interesting debate i've had doctors on who don't agree with supplementation and or maybe just vitamin d they'll agree with but not not other stuff so it's it's an interesting area to, that people probably have to just look at themselves and, and take supplementation see how you feel yeah that's the thing isn't it i i definitely track 
everything I take. I mean, I'm, I'm a sensitive soul <laughs> in that I notice when things work and when they don't. And I yeah. really feel when something's good and when it's not. And that's why I've been enjoying CBD, because I do notice a difference in sort of uh, night time. I tend to take it at night. Mm. I just feel a little bit more relaxed and I sleep quite a bit better as well, especially later in the night. I sleep deeper. That's so that for me on. is, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll put it um, sort of normally drops under the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, 25 milligrams is a quite a, sort of a relatively high dose, mm. but it's obviously, it's basically cannabis without the THC in it and it's legal and you can get it all over the place and it's, it's great. Yeah. It's interesting the sort of development of cannabis around the world and actually legalization of, of that in some areas what about neuro-linguistic programming i would like to see you to take 250 grams of that and then and then go on air and try and make some sense <laughs> very very chilled i'm sure what about yeah. nlp because you've written i don't know how many books you've written total we need to talk before you go about your last your most yeah. recent book but in nlp you've written a lot of books on on that how do you define neuro-linguistic programming and, and how does that interplay with energy um so i wrote three books with virgin books and they've been published in 12 languages and then the fourth book I brought out recently, and because my publishing company already sells stuff on Amazon and that sort of goes quite well, I published mm. it through my publishing company and that's called When Life is a Bit Meh, You Need Energy. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so NLP or Neuro Linguistic Programming is, is really a study of how people do things well. It's a terrible name, but it's, it's used a lot in sort of sports and therapy and education and sales and marketing and all sorts of different areas. Mm. And I love it. I started training in it God, almost 20 years ago and um, still find it a fascinating area and I mean I, I probably told you the story why I first got into it but I was a radio presenter at the time and I started using the, the linguistic techniques on my show yeah. and the boss called me into his office one day and he said I don't know what you've done but your listening figures have gone through the roof <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah so I was, I was really just using the techniques to make people feel better about listening and then sort of trying to get them to listen for a little bit longer yeah it's, um, sort of, and it, it's, it, like, it's not a manipulative element to it but it's just about kind of it's almost being more tuned in isn't it to, to people in the environment yeah. I suppose and I guess less absorbed in your mental chatter yeah and the, the word manipulation is is a interesting one because when you look at communication, you could argue that all communication is manipulation. Yeah. Because right now we're talking, and if I've got a point I want to make, I'm going to make it the best I can. Mm. Well, is is uh, you know, if I've got so, if I've got a better way to make my point, I will use it, and yeah. that is what NLP is all around, really. Yeah, that's interesting. Does it help the energy side of it? Do you feel? Does it give you mental clarity? Yeah, and a lot of the techniques crossover it doesn't really give me clarity as such but a lot of the nlp techniques help me for example track whether an energy technique i'm trying is working well or not um so so there's definitely crossover um but nlp is obviously is slightly different to to energy but um but there's there's plenty of crossover yeah final thought tony um minimalism is something i'm interested in but i know you like gadgets how do you see the interplay with energy and, and gadgets and, and what's co contributing and what is a distraction for for you as well how do you assess that that balance because we're all beset by that in the consumerist world aren't we what yeah stuff or is, is stuff good or is stuff bad well you being a parent you will know that there's a lot of stuff involved <laughs> isn't there yeah and every time they have a birthday or christmas there's yeah, just right. a, an avalanche of plastic mm. And cuddly, cuddly toys. And I find the cuddly toys terrifying. We've got about 300 for my daughter. And I think it just, 
you know, we were actually having a, a sale yeah. last week and then we came home and she'd been to a village fete with her grandma and bought three teddy bears. <laughs> it was, it was uh, like you literally just feel like you're, you're yeah. like kind of shipping water out of, um, you know, a gate with, with a <laughs> hole in it. It just feels a little bit like that. Yeah. But I do feel, yeah, yeah. I, feel like, I think instinctively I was quite minimalistic. But I think as a parent, you almost feel more that way. You feel very kind of overwhelmed sometimes. It is hard. And I there's um the author Paolo Coelho lives mm -hmm. in Geneva and he lives in a massive apartment in Geneva and there's nothing in it. <laughs> and when I read that, I thought, Do you know what? That's, that's quite nice that, you know. Yeah. Um, and you can't do that if you've got a low, if you've got 300 cuddly toys around. No. But um, but definitely more space and less clutter, not only physically, but virtually as well, I find to be really important. Mm. Um, and it's funny, sometimes either you'll sort of think you'll covet something for ages, like for ages, I really wanted to get an air fryer yeah. in the kitchen. I thought, you know what, it's going to be great. It's going to make, I'm going to be able to cook really healthily and it's going to be like having some healthy chips and I'm going to use that air fryer all the time. And I looked at all the options and then I thought, I know I'll get a cheap one on Amazon. And then, you know, like at least I'm sort of not spending too much money. Mm. And I got this air fryer and I used it a couple of times and it didn't really come out very nicely. And then I thought, I've got this massive air fryer and there's nowhere to put it in the kitchen. So it's got to sit on the work surfaces. Now it's cluttering up the whole yeah, kitchen. Yeah. Exactly. And I wish that I'd never had the air fryer in the first place. So I had to sell it on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah, but that's the thing. As soon as you buy something, it becomes something that occupies a space and almost occupies a mental space. And as you say, I'm in actually in a cluttered spare room at the moment because we're going through more of my daughter's stuff and trying to surreptitiously get rid of it when she's at school so it's um yeah, it, yeah. But, it, but even in the back of my mind the fact i'm sat in this cluttered room i think subconsciously does uh, does affect you and affects your probably i agree your energy as well yeah yeah, yeah. and i totally agree with you on that one mate and um you know i suppose do you i i also find like if my desktop is cluttered do you find yeah. that as well yeah 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 when we used to revise at school you know we had exams you'd always try and clean your bedroom tidy your bedroom up first wouldn't you that was a big a big part of it i think yeah, and my iPhone screen, everything's in folders. So there's very little on the screen. Just uh, try try have less to distract me. That's a good um, yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's it's a very clean sort of interface. And if there's loads of apps on there, and my my brain feels cluttered, I, I just think I've got that sort of brain. And well, yeah, quickly, I know you we, we've got to press on, but yeah. the this you've mentioned the apps and the phones, social media. We didn't talk specifically about that. How do you interact with that? Because you have got your podcast. You've got your writing and your email actually it's fantastic your weekly email just little health tips oh, and cheers, yeah, yeah. And things i really enjoy that how do you manage social media to use it not get used by it in terms of your energy uh in terms of energy i know that social media is not very good for me but i've sort of still get involved if you know what i mean yeah um and i think like it's very easy to be high and mighty about it but ultimately I sort of want Instagram on my phone because I use it for my business and I yeah. quite like having the occasional scroll. But then all of a sudden you'll find you've been sitting on the loo for 25 minutes looking <laughs> at pictures of someone else's dog and you don't, you know, it's yeah, just and you're like, late for the next appointment or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so needless and it's so wasteful, isn't it? It's just like a real downtime. And you yeah. think if I'd been reading my book, that would have been a nice way to spend 25 minutes. But instead, no, I was looking at Ed Draper's Instagram. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That wouldn't take you 25 minutes. I think that'd be very, uh, very monotonous. Yeah. Hey, Tony, Tony. So, yeah, I don't, I don't have that many rules around it, but um, if I did, it would probably help. Well, it sounds like you're pretty disciplined anyway. You're not getting too absorbed, not losing, losing hours at least and, and losing energy in doing so. 
give us um, still where we can follow you then and, and where the best place is and where we can get that email, where people can get that email update, which is all about energy and just little tips each week. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's um, TonyWrighton.com is, is my website and the, the podcasts are there as well. And then the email you can sign up for through there. And uh, it's just everything that's sort of been interesting me. You know, more recently, I've just loved mouth taping. So I've been posting about that quite a bit. It has massively changed the way that I sleep. Oh, what is it? Um, you actually tape your mouth up. Yeah, I mean, I read this book by James Nestor, which has been a huge bestseller. And then I got him on my podcast as well. Mm. And it's all about the power of breath. And the book is called Breath as well. And he basically says, over the years, humans have developed faces which aren't very good for breathing and not very helpful for breathing. <laughs> and if we tape our mouths at night, then we breathe as we should do through our noses. So I was very nervous. And the first night I sort of woke up yeah, in the middle yeah. of the night and thought, oh my God, am I choking or something like that? And now I could not go to sleep without taping my mouth at night. It is a revelation. I sleep so much deeper. Really? So that's the sort of thing I've been focusing on. But you must try it. It's great. And you sleep and um, you snore less or more? Or is it irrelevant to sleep snoring? Oh, you, it, it definitely helps with snorers mm. um, because you're breathing through your nose and not your mouth. And I, I didn't think I snored and I didn't think I breathed through my mouth. But I obviously do because it just helps the the depth of sleep and the other weird thing that it helps with with me a lot is i go to the loo a lot less in the night <laughs> which is the sort of thing that you don't think you're going to talk about on a podcast very much but it's important because it affects your sleep doesn't it oh yeah and then sometimes you can't go back to sleep afterwards for a bit so it's that's a big a big yeah. thing yeah it's only absolute but you, you must try that i want to know what you think on that <laughs> was it regular what gaffer tape you use or is there a special tape you use <laughs> gaffer tape would rip your lip off yeah um it's a surgical tape it costs about three quid on amazon okay. i can send you a link but i think if you just go for i think it's called surgical tape okay but it's you know designed for use on the skin and you rip off a tiny little bit one reel will last you a year and a half put it on your lips at night and and the first night it's a bit weird mm. but actually you sleep it feels like you're breathing in the cool air of a forest it's lovely you just imagine my wife's face now when I rock up with that for the first time. But it'll be, uh, it'll be, it'll be, yeah, I'll try yeah. It. why not? Why not? I should try that. Tony, been yeah, an well, we, we, we both do it. We both do it here. <laughs> and then we just, sometimes we'll have a chuckle when we both put the mouth tape yeah. on and we can only sort of say, mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, my, my wife has no problem sleeping. She's uh, she's a nine hour, if my daughter permits it, a nine hour a night kind of. Uh, oh, great. Well, so yeah, she's very lucky her. Naturally, yeah. She's a great great natural sleep although that's good. it can be stressful yeah. if it doesn't get the sleep so that's the flip yeah. side yeah. Um, but Tony been an absolute pleasure having you on great conversation we'll have to meet up soon in person have a have a Definitely. coffee we kicked our stomach bugs and and uh, yeah. and I recommend people to listen to your podcast Cestology as well because it has been really helpful and I suppose helpful well, and, as well. yeah and yours Ed because I, I may well use this for my podcast as well so can you just tell my listeners what your podcast is and where they can find that and everything else you do Yes, my podcast is called Sport and Life, and it is available on iTunes, Spotify, and a host of other platforms now. And mine is not opaque per se, but I generally started it because my interest was naturally in, in sport after being a broadcaster like you, Tony, for, for 15, 20 years now. And, and what we still get out of it as we get older, what the metaphors are, what the lessons are. But it's sort of branched out because I had a sports science background and I've um, been studying fitness and, and well-being a lot on the side into sort of a lot of fitness conversations health conversations my father being a sort of um, a micronutritionist it's always sparked my interest so it's a wide range of of uh, topics and conversations and hopefully there's a sort of thread of, of just reflecting on on life and, and maybe a little 
tweaks and tips and and things that we get from it but it's, it's yeah. I, I enjoy it i enjoy having these conversations it's um it's fun me too me too and it, it's nice to it's very different to what you and i've done for so many years on sky yeah. and i think that actually you know there's there's a good reason that sky is the way it is you can't we can't just sort of free will in quite the same way if you're presenting mm. a, a serious news story but it's nice to have a little bit more personality and that's one of the things i've enjoyed about leaving to sort of focus a little bit more on how i develop that side of my broadcasting career as well yeah it's brilliant not to have someone in your ear and it's just the reality of linear media in particular where you've got this advertising junction you're hurtling towards all the time and people have a yeah. a running order so there's always an anxiety of a filling time so you ultimately there's always a pressure to move on isn't there because i think podcast provides that ability to just have the closest thing to a, a normal conversation where you can actually dig into things to to in depth because i'm sure you had the experience when you're broadcasting where something's really someone says something really fascinating that you, you want to come back on find out more and then you have to go oh we're sorry thanks great to speak to you um yeah. back in a moment with the cricket results or whatever <laughs> no it's one of the producers says all right that's the last one come on move on mate yeah i know exactly <laughs> which is because they're under duress duress and yeah. pressure to to, to, to fit the times constraints yeah. aren't they but you're right that i think yeah having that that freedom to explore your interests and, and just delve into things and it seems that you know the, the podcast world there's millions of them um but i think the art of doing them obviously you it's great when people listen to them but I think in actually holding these conversations, I find it beneficial to me. I'm sure you probably find something yeah. similar. There's a oh, connection with people. I mean, there is. I mean, the thing is, the, the, the sort of joke is that everybody's got a podcast now, and they have. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, it's quite a nice way to make contact with new people that you're interested in. And then for us, we've had a great catch up over the last hour. We've just yeah. happened to have recorded it, don't we? And it's, and it's fine. On, I don't know whether it's better on Zoom because I know you and I know you so well. How do you find out, particularly in the COVID era, do you try and do it in person? Is it better energy in person or do you feel that? Well, obviously, since COVID, it's, most, it's mostly yeah. been on Zoom. It used to be probably 70% in person and I've done very few in person recently, but mm. I hope it will get back to something approaching that. Um, and now I'm sort of working out of offices in central London as well. And we've got a podcast studio there as well, so we can do them in central London too. Um, yeah. But we'll just, yeah, we'll just see how it goes. But it's better in person, isn't it? And, yeah. you know, I mean, I've recorded them all over the world as well, which has been amazing and done yeah. a lot in America, which has been brilliant. And I'd love to get back to doing that. But still, we can't travel to America. So we'll see if that can change as well. Yeah, and energy considerations are sometimes Zoom is better than nothing, isn't it? Because if you are tired, particularly, like you say, with the shift work, driving an yeah. hour after interview someone isn't necessarily the best use of your, your time off, whereas you can connect in Zoom and, and do an hour chat and, and feel invigorated by it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Tony, good to speak to you. Catch up soon. Thanks, Ed. Speak soon. Love that podcast with Tony Wright and check out his website, tonywrighton.com, I believe it is, and his podcast, Cestology. Do listen to some of the installments. That goes back a little bit now, um, but the piece there with the sleep expert from the University of Berkeley, Matthew Walker, really cool, actually, and they do reference the fact that he was kept up after being near Tiger Tiger overnight and how that impacted his performance. Not didn't impact it to me on the podcast, but how theoretically it would have done or should have done. Um, one of those things sometimes, isn't it? You don't you get a bad night's sleep, you just have to crack on. That's the reality of it. That's a sort of double-edged sword to it whilst endeavouring to to create that foundation of health through sleep. But Tony Wright, a fascinating chap. Check out his book as well. As he said there, um, when life gets a bit meh is uh, the title. Let me just quickly check the full title. He did say it, didn't he? Um, 
when life is a bit meh series. That's it. <laughs> Good man, Tony Ryan. Appreciate listening to the podcast. Let me know what you think of it. Rate it on iTunes. Get in touch. Hello at drapermedia.co.uk. Ed Draper 81 on Twitter. Edward Draper TV. Although the more I say that, the less I like it. So I might have to change that handle on Instagram. Um, and uh, let me know what you think of the podcast. It was useful. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you to the sponsors that have really helped me devote time and energy to it over the period of time. Just support me a little bit of revenue to get microphones and things like that, which has been really cool. And you can uh, find out more about Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV who are specialists in finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. You can find out more about them at Bagnolfs and Cheltenham website. And always stress through Serene AV Consortium, a bespoke solution for your home entertainment needs. Not only just the fine Bagnolfs and internationally renowned equipment, they will offer you whatever fits your vision, your budget. Um, and also to cite a plan on the sub- subject of supplements, Tony is a uh, sort of advocate of them after his research and the people he's spoken to but people have different feelings but there are obviously certain supplements which are not mandatory but very much encouraged consensus wise i think vitamin d vitamin d is getting there in the northern hemisphere at least through winter months and certainly folic acid and and such like during pregnancy and possibly vitamin b12 is almost there if you're a vegan and don't have that kind of uh sort of um i guess top level source of of supplementation that you get through meat like vitamin and minerals Anyway, I'll stop garbling, crack on. But cytoplan.co.uk, the discount code is DRAPER10R. 30% off your initial purchase, 10% thereafter. I take the Immune Complete Holistic Multivitamin and Fish Oil most days as, as my sort of fulcrum of of uh, attempted optimization of my immunity. And uh, if you like the idea of Attic Box Audio, if you'd be interested in, in myself as a national broadcaster now for 15, 20 years, I'm getting old. Um, talking to a loved one, just getting them on record in quality audio recording in a relaxed conversation, not factual detailing of what their life is, but just a, a chat and bringing their life into the light in their in their words and their voice and having a wonderful transcript book, a really bespoke, pretty, um, but substantive book that would illustrate the talk. It's kind of detailing the words that we say in the conversation, but also with the photographs to accompany them, just made into a nice readable um, back up to the audio, but I think it's the audio of when you're driving, maybe having a dinner, cooking a dinner, just listening to that audio of a loved one from years gone past, just bring them to life. I think hopefully it'll be a great service to people. Certainly, as I say, having my family members on record, both of our parents, my wife and I's and our uncles and aunts, it's, it's been really cool. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like it, you can rate it on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to. That'd be great. Or just tell a friend, spread the word. Always powerful that I think when you, when you tell people, then you often listen to podcasts more of, I think, first person recommendations than anything really and someone sends me a link or or whatever it may be anyway thank you for being here appreciate it goodbye for now have a great week